this computer. Okay, we are good to go. <laughs> we are good to go. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday night webinar call, Zoom. I'm not quite sure what you want to say it. Facebook Live. I mean, it's we're all over the place, plus the podcasts. Uh, most people listen through the podcast nowadays. So if you're listening to this through the, the podcast, you will also be able to uh, share it with others. Um, you can find this podcast on iTunes under Diamond Factory and as well as SoundCloud. If you're on an Android, you know, look for the SoundCloud app and then look for the, uh, I think you searched uh, Diamond Factory, you'll be able to see it in there. Because technology, the way that things are these days, we can pretty much be everywhere all the time and we can just leverage all these awesome things. <laughs> just, it, you know, we used to have in the beginning, you know, we'd have these calls. I mean, they were just live and then everybody came on these and there was no real rebroadcast. And now it's like we get thousands of downloads in the, the weeks coming after this. And it's very, um, it's very cool. I mean, and then there's the diehards that come on every week who you guys are awesome that come live because it shows your dedication to your business and to what you're doing. So I'm trying to think if there's any little announcements that we have um, that are coming right now. Not that I know of. Um, I know that there's probably things. <laughs> Hi, Camelia. Good to see you on here. Um, there's always things going on with Young Living, and we're wrapping up the end of the month here. And I will tell you guys, we're going to have a short uh, Thanksgiving to Christmas season. There's only four weeks. And so I would be hustling right now to really work on, you know, having everybody get their gifts. Um, even though we're going into November and some people wait till Black Friday, but there's a lot of things that go out of stock. You can't guarantee that. And the best way to get through the holidays and be able to carry into the new year is, of course, getting people on essential rewards and wellness programs. You know, we do have that false spike in November where a lot of people rank. A lot of people are able to pop up and have their highest month of the year, but then December, January, February, blah, 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 the volume just crashes. And so it's really important now, you know, honestly, I don't promote Black Friday and Cyber Monday as big as some people do because I, people are going to get it through Young Living. They might get an email or text from me, but I feel like it's more important for people to get on wellness programs because as, as awesome as the oils are, they can only do so much with impacting somebody's life. If people are, you know, drinking soda pop and eating sugar, we don't have the same long-term longevity results with having a positive health impact. You know, if they're drinking bottles of Digize Vitality, well, let's talk about like Master Formula or Super B or Ninja Red or Cleansing Trio or something like that <laughs> to really help that make a full impact. So anyways, I think that's about all I have on that. What I'd like to do is just let's get into our call. I'm super excited. And Chris, I'm so glad that you reached out to me because, you know, this is the topics we're going to get in tonight are so important. You know, what happens a lot of times to people and Chris has been a guest in the past, is they start their business, they enroll their friends and family, they get some momentum, and then things hit the wall. And what happens? Everybody's staring at each other. We're all like, yeah, we want to build this, but then what do we do? And Chris is an executive coach, and he's also worked with many companies to be able to get through that, you know, that the hurdles of team cohesiveness, team communication, and getting into the other side of that where people are, even though everybody's getting along, where you've got that synergy again. So Chris, thank you so much for coming on this call. And I really appreciate you being here. So I appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here. Thanks, Jen, for having me. So Chris, give let, everybody, give them a little, I love your, I like your whiteboard. I need one back here. <laughs> I'm like, I should be drawing stuff on my wall. I've got two draw, draw them up boards over there. I got a huge one. And then there's another one behind it. And I'm like, all right, now I got, next time you guys will see like a, a thing back there. So can you share with everybody a little bit of your history? Cause you've done a lot of things. You've lived a lot of places, you know, you've worked with some young living distributor teams as well. So I guess, could you summarize? I know you do, you're quite well versed, but you know, summarize for everybody so they know a little more about you and how 
why are you helping young living people if you do all sure. this other stuff? Sure. Thanks, Jen. You know, I've been a sports coach for 30 years, and I found that when people are united in their vision and their mission and they set their goals, it's amazing what they can accomplish. And so I just, I found the carryover from the sports world to the business and executive world and a lot of places. And so I found that I can be of help to people as I help them to, to come together, uh, create, talk about their vision, their why, which, you know, Young Living, very on top of that. Everybody knows their why. If you ask a Young Living person their why, they've got it. And so as a team talking about, okay, there's your why, what's your what? So we know why you're here. So what is it that you want to do? What's your mission? And then we talk about your goals, trying to say, how do you reach your goals? And so, uh, so I found that in sports, every season I'm doing that over and over again. And I learned some things along the way. I made some mistakes and I figured some things out and I have found, um, some things that carry over to the business world. So that's, that's why I'm in with working with Young Living and I work with executives and uh, teams. I was just two months ago working with a bunch of doctors and it was so fun to see them go, okay, like now we know where we're going and we know what success looks like. It's amazing how often people don't really know what success looks like. They go, I don't know, I show up, I do my job, I do my work and I go home and it was a good day or it was an okay day. But, but to know what a home run looks like, what does it look like to hit a home run? What does a double look like? But to, just to be able to gauge that, to say, we had a good day today, and to celebrate and high fives all the way around. and It's just a lot of fun. And, and I've had so much fun working with young living people. It's, uh, the distributors are passionate, they're hardworking, and they, man, when you get them all together and they all start rolling in the same direction, look out, because they go places. You know, a question that I would ask about that too is, especially in sports, you know, and this would reflect in all the other things, is talent always the main factor in winning in home runs and championships? Or is it something about the team that creates those? Yeah, great question. So I hear you asking, is it all about talent? I, you know, I, you, you can't control what the other team has. You, you show up, you do the best that you have, and uh, you leave the results to whatever, you know, whatever happens from your, your preparation. So I would say it's mostly in preparation. It's most, mostly about hustling, working hard, doing your best. And at the end of the day, you can't control. Um, there's things you can't that are out of your control. You know, when I coach basketball, I say, if they put five Michael Jordans out there, you know, what are we going to do? But we can play good defense. We can get on the ground for a ball, you know, and just the same thing with people that are working hard. We do the basics well, and we leave the rest uh, to however it goes from working hard. You know, so that's – go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off no, there. I don't know the question. You know, I, 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 um, I just always think about focusing on the little things every day, and then at the end of the day, the week, the month, the year, it's like, wow, look what we did. That's what I think about. What do you think, Jen? You, you probably thought about that. You know, I'm wondering about that because I'm thinking if even if there was like 20 talented, super awesome people on a team, they were all Michael Jordans. But if Michael Jordan was playing his own game and not with the team on the court, then the team wouldn't have won five billion championships. Right. It you takes know. everybody on the team, doesn't it? You know, I was coaching a team. We had some managers forget the soccer balls. And we show up at the practice field. We don't have any soccer balls. Well, <laughs> I don't play soccer without the soccer balls. And so every position matters. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was like. I'm wondering about that because, you know, there's I, – I don't know if you follow college football at all. But yes. um, I, live, I lived in North Dakota for five years. And, you know, the bison in North Dakota – I mean, everybody loved the NDSU football team. I mean, that was always like a tailgating thing. But then it was, I don't remember what year it was. It was like 2014 or 2015, I guess, I don't remember. But like something happened and the whole team like gelled and they've just been winning championship after champ. Even after one of the main coaches left, the team has still carried the championships. So do you have anything to say about that? I believe it's the culture that's created. The, the coach that comes in creates the culture, and even if he leaves, that culture remains. That's why you see, you know, Duke and Krzyzewski, the culture he's created, 
they expect they, they do the things it takes to get to the championship games. And um, it's same way in business. You create that culture. Um, you, it, it takes, takes a lot of work. It takes somebody that really it's, it's an art and some science, but that art just doesn't, it, it's kind of a gift and you kind of, sometimes it's a little coming on strong. Sometimes we're patting on the back. Sometimes we're listening to somebody just be very disappointed. And so it's an art, but the, the, the people that figure that out, man, they create cultures that are strong and, those are fun cultures to be a part of. Who doesn't want to be a part of a culture where, you know, I think about the, the statement that people want to be, be valued members on a winning team with an inspired mission. Look at Young Living. Do we have an inspired mission? Oh, yeah. Winning teams everywhere. Valued members, that probably is from place to place uh, what, those, what that looks like. But I think that's a statement that everybody wants to be a part of. We want to be valued. We want to win and want to be part of a, an inspired mission. You know, one thing that you said, it was interesting. It's like, boy, that, that coach must have done his job really well, the fact he could leave and that carried on. And same with, you know, coaching, like with what you do, you go in, you work with teams, and hopefully that carries on. And, and I guess, too, would that also be uh, true for a leader who creates duplication in his or her team? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the uh, the leader that focuses on that because it doesn't just happen. You have to you have to see it. You have to set your your vision and your mission on that. You have to work at that and even put that above some quick gains sometimes. So you have the longer game. It's it uh, that multiplication factor that comes as a result of a lot of good things being done well over so time. When you say quick gains, do you have any examples of that? Oh, I'm thinking about, uh, let's, let me think, um, some quick gains. Well, um, I know I totally put you on the spot with that. <laughs> I think about quick gains. Uh, let's go back to my, my uh, coaching days. You know, would you, um, when I'm coaching the sport teams, a quick gain, would I take, um, would I take an easy team for an easy win? Um, when my guys really need to be challenged to grow and even maybe lose, but they come out better. That might be an example, taking on bigger challenges, even when you might fail because you learn from that. Yeah. I know that even sometimes we would do like big trade shows, right? And we would enroll, like, I'm not kidding you guys. We would enroll 50 to hundred people in a weekend, but mm-hmm. nothing stuck because we didn't have the infrastructure to hold it. I don't know if that would be an example of you know, yeah. network marketing. That's, That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I was like, because yeah. I was thinking like, what is it, what would a quick gain look like in our business? You know? And yeah, it's, it's true. And I would imagine that there's, you know, infrastructure that has to be put into place so that things don't fall apart um, in, in that way. And I know too, that you have um, some, you know, practical steps that, you know, people can use with their teams so mm-hmm. that they can start to thrive, you know, and yes. be able to, um, to get back into momentum. And I do want to talk about teams that are broken too later, but go ahead and, and let's share some of those so that we can help get those people, their pen and papers, you guys get it ready. Yes. Well, even as you said, teams that thrive, you know, it's, what does it take? You know, people, one of the first things I ask them is, do you want to walk? Do you want to jog? Or do you want to sprint? Because some people are in different seasons of life and different parts of the year where there's other things going on and all I can do is walk. And I'm, that's my success today, this week, this month. Other days it's like, it's time to sprint. And I think about, you talked about November. You know, November seems like that's a month where sprinting would yield great results for the most part, I would think. If you picked, if you picked uh, a window to sprint feels like November, December. Uh, that might be a good window to try to sprint. So the first thing I do is I ask them, what is it you want to accomplish? So we talk about their why. So what's your vision? Um, and you, you know, you've probably heard lots of that. You agree with me, Jen, that in Young Living, most people know their why right off the top of their head? Yeah. And most, the, you know, there's, there's multi-layers to that. Maybe you can even speak to it. There's always the why of, I want to help people. And to be honest, I don't know if that always carries people through the long haul, 
but then there's the personal why and that I, I think is really important to keep people yes. going in the long haul I, I had a lady say my husband works so hard he drives trucks and if I just made this much more he could retire and that was her why it's why she got up every morning was to try to help her husband retire and I just thought man that's a strong why so your husband yeah. can so we start with the why, then we work to the what. So you got the vision statement, and then you got the mission statement. Now the mission statement is a clear, concise statement on what you do. It's, it's no more than three objectives. And, it, and I try to get people to consider a mantra. So uh, things that are, instead of this, we exist to do this and accomplish this, and people can't remember that, Jen. And so I always say, Three words. Try to get it down to three words. Um, so we and, and I, I'm. I'll just. I, I. I don't want to quote other people's. So I'll just take a shot. Like we um, inspire and we equip and we develop. So we. Okay. I mean something like that. And then you go. Okay. So what does that mean? Okay, we got it. You inspire. Inspire health. Inspire um, changing lives and changing health. Uh, you equip, you equip people with the oils and the tools, and then we develop. Um, we develop um, relationships. We develop systems to help you make this happen. And then maybe even you go to the multiplication part that you were talking about earlier. Does multiplication happen from that? Well, I might argue if you inspire, equip, and develop, probably multiplic multiplication is probably the next step if things are going well. So that's a little bit about a mission statement, but trying to get down to about three words that you remember. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. So, so then from there we move to goals. You gotta set your goals, but you only get like two, maybe three goals tops because you just, the, the law of diminishing returns jumps in quickly, four goals, five goals, six goals, and you're out there at six, you forget about one, and then you gotta go to do four, and you come back to two. I mean, we all, we've all done that, right? We've all gone too much. So we try to get people to just hone it down, two goals, maybe three, and that's it at a time. That's, that's all you can focus on. One, go ahead, yep. I just got a little thing to interject, and I don't want to derail you, but what, when someone sets their goals, I hear this all the time, Chris, where it's like, I want to be a royal crown diamond, and, and they've been in Young Living for like 10 years. and it's like, how about we do the next step? You know, do you, when it yeah. comes to setting goals, how does somebody keep their feet on the ground and in reality, but still going forward with positivity and not selling themselves short with their goals? Yeah, it's a great question, Jan. You're, you're right. I hear that too. I'm going to do this and it's way out there. And, and so you kind of set that there, you kind of hold it out there and then you come back and you say, all right, what are we going to do today? What systems are we going to set in place to help us get to the next step. Um, so I had guys all the time, we want to win a championship. Right. Awesome, championship. That's six months away. What are we gonna to do today to work that way? So basically, we take, we take the end goal and we work our steps backwards. And we just say, okay, I, I gotta be here by this time, here by this time, this one, this one. So th that's what I have done with people. You know, the, the lady who's wanted her husband to retire. Mm -hmm. And she had X amount of dollars. And so we just worked our way back until we said, okay, that means if I spend three hours a day for five days a week, I spend 15 hours a week focused on young living, that will equal this and then this and this. And then we just keep tabs. So this, after I set goals, we talk about the strategy and that's kind of what we're talking about. How do you set your strategy? Um, we have to create the plan, but then you got to keep score. So, and I always say, you got to post it. You got to put it somewhere where you can see it every day. What's the score? You got to know if you're winning or losing. It's okay if you're losing because you know, okay, we've got to get after it. Let's go. We're behind. But most, many people don't keep score. And if you don't keep score, you don't know if you're winning. You don't know if you're losing. Um, so I always tell people, put a scoreboard up, whether it's a one month, three months, six months, a year, five years, put a scoreboard up. What do you think about that, Jen? So in our business, what would a scoreboard look like? Like what would some people use I, I as a like, metric? A lot of people want to rank up. 
Mm -hmm. So how do we rank up? So we say we want to go from this level to this level, okay? Um, is three months reasonable to go from this level? Well, from a platinum to a diamond, probably not. But right. can you go? But can you go from a star to a senior star? Mm -hmm. Possible, arguably, maybe, maybe not. But if you do things right, maybe in three months you could rank up. So that's the scoreboard. And so you just say, okay, if I got to have this many legs, this much PD, you just kind of work your way back and say, all right, at the end of this week, I got to have this. At the end of this month, so that's kind of the scoreboard idea. Okay, that makes sense. So then, so Jen, here's the part that I said is the, the secret sauce. And, and you, I know you're aware, as soon as I say this, you go. We want you. secret sauce. Secret <laughs> sauce. Secret sauce is accountability, Jen. You gotta have somebody that you're walking with that's gonna ask you either daily or weekly or monthly. Monthly's tough because you can get pretty far out, but, it, but especially when you're sprinting, if you're wanting to sprint, I would say weekly and maybe every day. If you're wanting to jog, you can lengthen a little bit, but there's got to be accountability. You got to create a process to report the results regularly. You know, and I've seen teams set some incredible goals. And then we finish the workshop. Three months later, they're like, wait, I forgot what the goals were. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And, and this is for-profit, big company going, yeah, we forgot what our goals were. Again, we got into, I come in, I do my job every day. Well, that doesn't move the needle forward. That keeps the needle kind of steady. So if you're going to jog or sprint, um, you got to have that accountability. So you're talking accountability partners or a little group or? So I would say there's a lot of ways you can do it. One, you can hire a coach or somebody that checks in with you every week. Um, I have people text me every day. I did that. I didn't get this. I got stuck here. And then I'm saying, what's next? What else do you have? Where did you, where, there's some questions that I'll tell you about in just a second, but okay. walking with them, um, you can get somebody who's your leader and have them say, I want you to ask me, us, how we're doing. Uh, a lot of people will get the group together. You know, we talked about rowboats before, get everybody rowing in the same direction and then asking, you know, as people are, um, as that boat is rowing, checking in with them, how are we doing? I always ask three, I always ask, there's a few questions. How did last week? So how did last week go? Um, what went well? What did you struggle with? And how can I help you? How did last week go? What did you struggle with? Oh, sorry, what went well? What did you struggle with? And how can I help you? The how can I help you is, I'm in it with you. I really want to help you be successful. What can I do to help you get there? So that's for a leader to his or her team, um, asking those questions. And you can ask those questions every day, every week, hopefully at least every month, but every week, every two weeks. I've had teams go, every week's a little tough. We'll do every two weeks. Sure. So it depends on the team. Okay. So, and then, and then the next question I always say is, what's next? You gotta, you gotta take time, say, what are you gonna do next? And so that they're like, this framework is a lot like the tracks on a tank. You know, they go over everything and they just keep running. As long as you just keep doing these things, those tracks keep running and people move forward. And the reason why I kind of call this like miracle grow for teams is because when you put this framework on top of your team and you, you get your team together, you get everybody to have buy-in, you ask everybody their goals. It's important to ask them the goals before because when it gets hard, you have to remind them, wait, didn't you say you wanted to be uh, an executive by next month? I see you kind of at this level and I'm just not sure. What do you want to do? Or is it, do you want to get this? If you do, how can I help? How can I help you get there? So it's important to get those goals before you get the boat rowing too far because otherwise you get out in the middle and people quit and they go, I don't want to row anymore. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. well, wait a second. Why did you want, why did you want to be executive? Well, I want to help my husband retire or whatever it is, whatever their why is, take them back to the why, remind them. And then they go, Oh yeah, I really want to do this. Okay. How can I help you? Well, I need to do this. I need to, I need to have, I need to do uh, a class. Would you help me with a class? Sure. Let's do a class together. All right, Jen, that's a lot of talking. You talk, tell me what you think. What, what's well, 
I'm thinking even about the person that, you know, is like, yeah, let's do this. And I, these are my goals. And then they're like, they start to fall short. And then yes. all, like 25,000 crises happen. And then like the next week, another 25,000 crises happen. And yes. then like six months later, and then a year later and five years later, they're still stuck in that. And if you check in with them and, and is there any way to get those people back on the boat or is it kind of like, see, ya. I mean, like, is there, do you have any magic tricks? <laughs> well, I'll just tell you what I would do. Um, what I tend to do when I'm leading a team and I've led some, some teams besides coaching, I've led some uh, leadership teams. When I lead them, I'll, I'll have a one-on-one -on -one with them and I'll just say, how are you doing? What's happening in your world? And they talk about the whirlwind of life. My dog, uh, my, my, my child's gotten sick, my, my, my spouse has gotten sick, and those are real situations. Right. real. And when that happens, it's okay to just press pause, deal with the whirlwind, the issue, the crisis, but then sometimes they just need somebody to come back and say, how are you doing to get reengaged? And they go, okay, I think my crisis or that whirlwind is over and I'm ready to dive back in. So I always go for a one-on-one, -on -one, Jen, and I just ask them, how are they doing? Um, and then I also kind of do a gut check sometimes. Is this, you know, your why is, give me a why, Jen. What's some whys you hear in Young Living? Well, one is, you said it earlier, you know, to bring my spouse home. Another one is they want to be able to travel and take family trips over to Europe. That's right. another big one. I really, I can see it, my family at the top of the Alps, taking a picture and they're gonna ride the trotty bikes down the back roads of the Swiss Alps. Got it. So that's why you started. Is that vision still what you want? Because there is a path if you're willing to do the work. And I'll help you with that path if you're willing to do the work. And so I'd kind of call it a gut check. If you really wanna do this, I'm in it with you. I'll help you. I'll walk with you and we'll link arms together. We'll do this together. We'll get some other people that are kind of around us. We'll all link arms together and we'll go forward. And sometimes people just kind of tap out. They go, no, you know what? I thought this was for me and I just don't want to do it. And then I think I just, I, I let them go freely with no guilt. And I go, it was great to share life with you during this time. Thanks for what you did. And uh, if you're ever interested, coming back let's have a talk but there is definitely a time to, to cut people loose that just really don't want to do it because you, you know in a day you can't force people to do it even if they said they wanted to I, I you've probably seen this the results show what's in the heart you know they'll yes. say all right if they if they not if they're not doing what it takes to move forward they're at least knocking on the door can you help me can you help me and those are the people you want to open the door and say you bet because you've probably worked with people who you've probably seen all kinds of situations, I suspect. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times what happens is this, is when this is a business of longevity. And a lot of times people become very, very good friends over the course of months and years and sometimes decades and then there becomes an issue of almost like a boundary, you know, where people, it's like, it's like you've got 20 of your best friends in your team, but they're slacking, you know? Yes. So yeah. do you have any words on that where you can call out your friend? Cause you guys, it all happens to you, right? Like yeah. your, your builders become your BFFs and now you got your team of awesome. And then people start like slacking. And then what do you do? Because your best friend is also your business partner. Yeah, that's great, Jen. I, <laughs> I, this is the truth. <laughs> I get it. And, and that's where I think I go back to the why. You know, I, I, there's probably ebbs and flows, right? There's seasons where we're going to go and get coffee and enjoy life. But there's those seasons where we go, wait a second. The reason I joined was this. And I'm still not there. I, I gotta keep going. Um, I I don't know, Jen. You probably have had experience. I would just lean into them and go back to their why. That's probably mm -hmm. if they're doing that. Um, I don't know. What have you seen that's worked before? You know, I think it's it it's tough. 
you know, and sometimes straight talk works really well. And sometimes I've seen friendships end because of it, you know, and it's really hard because some of the people we bring into our business, this goes back to maybe they want to do this business. This is going to sound really crappy, but they might not be the person that you would hire if you actually owned a store to be a manager. And so it's, I think it's such a, there's no black and white answer. I wish there was because these people are saying, Hey, I want to build, I want to build. And then they don't, they just don't do what it takes to do that. But if I, I say to people like, well, if you owned a store, would you have hired that person? Would you have invested into that person if they were a manager or a lead, you know, or something like that? Yes. Um, so I, I, I think it's, um, it goes back to being honest as well as, oh man, those boundaries sometimes are so terrible. <laughs> it goes back to if you have any say in who comes on your team. I mean, you don't always, but you're looking for those three things Patrick Lenzi only talks about. You're looking for people who are hungry, they want to grow, they're interested, they really want to do this. They're humble, they're, so that means they're teachable, they're willing to talk and learn, and they're EQ, so they're smart, hungry, humble, smart, and their EQ's good, and they go, okay, I know how to look people in the eye, shoot straight, not offend, um, and some of those things can be taught. Some of them are, are harder to teach, but you're looking for that EQ and that humble person and that person that's hungry. You get those three things in somebody, they're going, to, they're going to make a difference. You know, that I, I think that's such, I think we should talk about this a little bit is when, you know, we're, we're looking and we're prospecting for business builders. And I also firmly believe too, this is an important reason to learn how to prospect leading with the business. So you have some more empowerment on who you're going to bring into your team mm -hmm. as a business builder from the start. Because a, a lot of times, a majority of the time, everybody's sitting around with their arms crossed, just waiting for people to pop up and say, I want to do the business, when really that person would not have been the high EQ, the action taker, the non-excuse maker type of person. And mm -hmm. it, it's in discernment as well. But I have found that when I lead with the business and I meet somebody who I think is sharp as a tack, and they are really what I would love to have in the leaders in my team. And if I lead with the business and sponsor them, there's a completely different expectation from them since day one. Mm. And uh, it's just very interesting. A lot of people are not comfortable with leading with the business, but mm. I think about like, if, like with you, you know, it, I go back to sports analogy. If I, if I couldn't run, I couldn't throw a ball 10 feet. And I, I was like a hundred 50 pounds of overweight where I couldn't even run to my refrigerator without passing out. But I said, Chris, I want to be the star player on the team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause don't they, don't they recruit for the teams? Yeah. Like they typically will recruit for the teams, but if it's like, yeah, you can't say for the Olympic, they have Olympic tryouts for a reason, you know, and I'm not trying to put anybody down, but the action of somebody, the action of what people are doing, if that person who was me, you know, and I was all overweight and I couldn't run, if I was working every day and proving myself, that would be different. But if they're like, I'm going to sit back and, you know, just eat Twinkies all day and, and not train. Yeah. After a few months, you'd be like, uh, hey, Jen, you know. <laughs> so, Jen, when I've hired people, I have I've made mistakes. One of the mistakes that I've made is I've thought it's better to have the wrong person in a position than nobody in the position. And I have, I do not do that anymore. I would rather have be open than have the wrong person. And same thing in young living, you know, the wrong person in your, in your, in your organization or in your, um, what do you call it? Your distributor, like your downline, you're yeah, trying yeah. to business build the wrong person can do a lot of damage. And it is better to leave that position open till the right person comes along than to put the wrong person in there. So like you're saying, the guy that wants to be the star player but isn't willing to get up and train, you go, yeah, probably not. You're not the right person. If you really want to be the person, go lose the 150 pounds extra weight and then come back and let's talk. Because right. then they've proven that they want to do it. 
I, I don't know how that works in Young Living, but I, I do think about um, it's important to find the right people when you're bu building your business. Well, yeah, you can give people homework and then say, come back when you've made your list of names yes. and, you know, yes. and, you and these types of things, because, right. you know, it's, um, we sometimes feel like we're at the mercy of our downlines when really on the flip side of that, we should have more discernment. And I, I'm like, I'm not trying to poop on somebody, but a lot of times we, we sit there and we just feel like we have to work with people even though they're they're making us have anxiety and insomnia and ulcers right. and they aren't a good fit like you said they're destructive in the team or they're they're you know like they say you know give your time to the people that have earned it not the ones that need it huh. and you know anyways i could go on yeah. about that <laughs> yeah i hear that because yeah otherwise you're not going to make any gains and uh, yeah there's a lot of different parts to that but mm -hmm. yeah so anyways, that was total tangent. Did, did we finish all of your, your initial, well, your seven practical steps? Yeah, because I just wanted to talk about the vision, mission, the goals, strategy, keep score, stay accountable, and next steps. Those seven things are just like the tracks on a, uh, on a uh, tank. They will move you forward, they will keep you going, and they, you will go faster than when you're just kind of just plugging away. It's link arms. Get your team around, set the goals. This is the thing where I, it's always nice to have somebody from the outside to come in. Now, mm. I'm not just trying to sell my coaching. I'm thinking coaching in general. You know, I think about, um, oh, who's the great tennis player? Uh, um, I forgot his name. Anyway, uh, I forgot his name. I used to think McEnroe. I used to think McEnroe, but that just shows I'm older. Um, so, so anyway, He's got a coach, right? A, a great professional tennis player. Why in the world does he have a coach? Because a coach can see things that he can't see. Right. And he can you know your left foot, when you're hitting that serve, you're turning it a little bit outward, and that's why your serve's cutting just a little bit left. Make that little tweak to the right, now hit it, and now you're hitting exact. So, so a person from the outside can see things that the person that's inside can't see as well. So some kind of a coach to come in and say, what is it you guys are trying to accomplish? You know, how can I help you? What's your vision? What's your goal? Mission? What's your goals? Um, and then that accountability to say, well, how can I help you? How can I help you stay accountable next week when we talk again? And I hear people all the time. Okay, I want to make three phone calls. I need to meet to have two meetings and one class. Okay, all that by next week. Yes. So next week when we talk, you want me to ask you if you did those three things? Yes. All right. So that's what, that's what we're agreeing to next week when I come back that you'll do those three things. So that's, that's the nice thing about having somebody from the outside. And it's also kind of a starting point. Hey, guys, we're going to all link arms right now. And we're, go, we're going to go forward together. Yeah. So that's some thoughts about the how to move forward. The miracle grow is that those seven steps just over and over. Next step. What's next? What's next? And somebody yeah. asking, helping you stay accountable. Well, you know, I'm a, a firm believer in coaches. I have coaches on top of my coaches. And mm -hmm. the reason is, is because if I'm left to my own devices, I, I often get, it's like not a good situation. <laughs> I, that, Jen. I have coaches. I'm a coach. And yeah. I have, I actually am trying to get a second coach for another, another area of my life. Well, you know, it's like, if your coach doesn't have a coach, you better worry. Yeah. Um, right. Because we, we, in order to get to that next step, we have to work with people who can see from the outside that will, will call us on our, you know what, and, and make sure that we don't Buffalo them with excuses yes. and that can short, shorten the time of learning. You know, um, I, you know, I do a lot of teaching myself. I don't know if lately you probably don't know this. I teach people Facebook ads and I can teach somebody in eight weeks, which took me over eight years to learn and that is such an incredible thing you know and i've got you know coaches that you know that help me with keeping my button line but in that in that area it you know the investment into a coach can collapse someone's time like if for my situation eight weeks from eight years i don't know would somebody rather waste eight years or eight weeks you know or like you know what i'm saying it's yeah, I get it. that's right and that's but it, it costs money to do that because the coaches 
again, like I have a master's degree in leadership and ethics. I created a leadership center. I've been coaching teams for four years. That's a lot of experience and I love sharing it. Right. But I also like getting a fair day's wage for my work. But it's, it's only fair. Yes, but I'm going to help other people get a fair day's wage, hopefully tenfold of what I charge. That's, that's always the goal, that they would make 10 times what I charge. And so that's what I try to help people do. Um, but I, I hear you, Jen. It's, it's not, can I just pay for your hour? Sure, but you have the experience of 30 years. Yeah, exactly. You're like, it's a good hour. It's your dues. I mean, that is absolutely the truth. And for somebody to, you know, take the school of hard knocks and lose five to 10 years, even in my own business, when I was stuck for eight years before I hired a coach to help me get out of it, you know, that was time. I calculated some of my mistakes. I literally put a dollar amount on losing income for so many years and it was $1.8 million. Oh man. <laughs> and being stuck for eight years. Oh, yes. And that's oh, like, so when people say, what's your fee, Chris? And you tell them the fee or what's your fee, Jen or Tom Challen or Danny, whoever else. And then, oh, that's expensive. Well, $1.8 million of lost income, that's expensive. That's right. That's right. And, and the thing about the coaches is that they're going to help you do it better. You know, we all need that. We need people that can help us uh, get where we want to go. And that's my goal. I love helping people be successful. That's my oh, passion. That's the ultimate reward. That's what keeps yeah. you going. <laughs> when people hit that home run and you're like, yes, I knew you could do it. I was working with somebody recently that was with an executive team, that, but they had just worked in the executive team. And it was so fun to walk with them all the way to now they're, now they're at the executive level and helping make decisions for mm -hmm. a company. It's like so happy for that person. So fun. Yes. Yeah, it is definitely... Um, it is definitely the most rewarding piece, even over the financial reward of it, you know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so, Jen, can I just give a little plug for my, my information that they want? They yeah, want? that's for sure. Um, go ahead. I know so, in two, yeah. you guys, if you can see this on the video, you can see it on the backboard yeah. too. So on my website, I have the framework that we just talked about. I have it broken down a little bit. Um, and it's lifesurgecoaching.org. Life Surge, S-U-R-G-E lifesurgecoaching.org. My phone number's there. I pick up the phone. If you call, you're going to get me and I'm, we're going to dive right in and hear what's going on, where you're stuck. The first phone call, the first hour's free. It's just a discovery call. Where are you finding challenges? Where are you stuck? Where are you finding success? And how can I help? And I'm not always, I don't take everybody on because some people I go, I don't think I'm the right person for that challenge for you. Um, so I'll shoot straight because I don't want to waste your time or money. I don't want to waste my time. So I only take on clients that I feel like I can help and that um, are ready to either jog or sprint. Um, so yeah, my website has that. If people want to go to that, I'd love to connect with them. Yeah, cool. And on there, I know there was um, <laughs> something else. Hold on. I just was on there. Um, well, you also on here, I saw this, this is what I was trying to remember. You have, if somebody just wants to do a free consult with you and even yeah. see if it's the right fit, you do that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's totally perfect. That's right. Yeah. And I love discovery calls. I've consulted with lots of people and uh, sometimes people, they go, probably not the right fit for me. It's great. I'm, it's, I get to meet new people from all over the world. I mean, it's literally all over the world. So it's fun. It's, yeah, it's like always, it's interesting when you get on the phone with people. <laughs> it's like so cool. Yeah. So um, do you have any thoughts on, you know, leading, you know, when, what the leader does within the team, um, you know, we, we've got this actually written even in the description, you know, how we lead ourselves and how we lead our team daily, weekly, monthly. Is it always the same, Chris? Or is, are there differences at different times of the year? You know, how would you speak to that? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I feel like with the seasons, um, you know, I, I live in Arkansas right now where we have all four seasons. In Germany, we didn't have all four seasons as much. So that was a little different. But in the four seasons, I kind of feel like that's like life. There's seasons where it's summer and we're ready to run and we feel great and let's go do it. And there's winter where we just want to sit by the fire and, you know, I, I think it's um, when I think about 
the, the, the path, the um, walking on those things. I think we have to make room for those things. But when it's time to work, it's time to work. And, um, but yet creating space um, for time to play. My wife and I went for a long hike yesterday and we've been going really hard. And there was a lot to do yesterday, but we're like, you know what? We're gonna stop the world, we're gonna go for a hike. And we had a fantastic day. Today, I'm more energized, I'm ready to go back, I'm not worn out. But I also say, if I'm not working hard, then I don't really want to rest. Like it's that hard work that kind of goes, all right, now it's time to rest. Um, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, Jen, but I think there's seasons. I think there's a flow. Um, and for a leader to allow some of that, you know, um, I, I don't think people can sprint all year. You know, I, I do 90 day sprints with people often. Yeah. They lean forward, they go, let's go. But that next month, a lot of times they need a break. They go, I have poured a lot in for the last three months. I need a break. Go, yep, totally get it. That's part of the normal ebb and flow. And I think for a leader to realize next month or next couple of weeks, they'll be ready to go again. You know, it's time for a breather. Yeah, you know, there's some other um, network marketing leaders that actually are talking about that is planning your sprints and planning your recovery and your recharging and your, you know, your follow through and your launching and stuff. So it's very, um, it's a very good concept versus thinking you need to go and go and go and go and go and go and go. Right. Yeah, I agree. We, I, I think, I think a lot of people make that mistake. I've made that mistake many times because the demand is just high and I just keep going and keep going and keep going. And then I get sick and I crash. Mm-hmm. So I try to find a better balance in that. And I think as leaders, even encouraging that in our people say, nope, today's your rest day. Don't write me. Don't call me. Rest. Do whatever re-energizes and refuels mm-hmm. you. It's a hike. Go for a hike. A bike ride. Whatever. Go get energized. Um, and I'll tell you, Jen, I think the leaders that lead the whole person even give, you know, talking about, hey, how are you going to learn and grow this next while you're on break, if it's summertime, what books are you reading? Are you going to pick up a new book? Um, you know, there's, there's this new book out on this. I, I think the leaders that challenge their people to lean into professional development and growth, yes. those leaders, those are the people I want to work for because they're interested. The only reason why I got my master's degree a few years ago was because a leader said, hey, it's time for you to get your master's degree. I said, really? He goes, yes. And I was like, all right, I get to go study leadership and ethics. So I was like, <laughs> so because he said that, I went, okay, I'll do it. So sometimes we might look us in the eye and go, it's time to get to work, time to study, time to grow, time to learn. I don't know. What do you think, Jen? Give me your thoughts on that. No, I think that's very, um, very valid, you know, because so many people that are the driving personalities, leaders, for example, <laughs> you know, people that really truly are inspirational and charismatic and all that, they, they often don't know how to stop and recover and then burnout and crash hits. And sometimes they never recover from that. And I've been in those shoes more than one time. And it's sometimes it takes a long time to even want to do anything that once you hit the wall. So it's very important to recognize that there is a time for you know running and there's a time for definitely looking at the end of the finish line it's like if you were running a marathon and you just said chris we're just gonna run where are you going where are we going jen we're just gonna run and we're gonna run and run and run for the next 10 years and you'd be like no (laughs) that's right and that's why it's so great i love the 90 day challenge idea you go yeah for 90 days and I can have a deadline but that that next 30 days don't call me or (laughs) call me a little bit but not too much yeah I agree Jen I think that's even in um, all the businesses but I do think you're right I think a lot of leaders have a hard time saying everybody throttle down a little bit just just throttle down because we've got 30 days and we're going back up again and I think that that's probably healthy leadership I, I, I agree. Um, I, I think that's a really good, um, healthy way to look at it and that it's okay to rest and you, you know, it's okay to say, no, I, I, I'm, I can't come to that next event, but I can do this instead or whatever. Um, super, you know, a, a way to, to resolve with that. 
So, you know, do you have any um, thoughts on, you know, you see if you've got a team and there are some extreme different personalities and a lot of independence and, you know, people that, uh, you know, you may know the color types or the personality types and how, how can you get a team with a lot of zigging and zagging and diversity to come onto the same page, or maybe you have to work with them individually or in groups. How, how we, I'm sure you've had that happen when you go into environments where you've got some very extreme types. How can you bring, you know, get them all coming in the same circle? That's a great question. It's, it's not easy, that's for sure. <laughs> you get mavericks that are like, just get out of my way and I'll hit home runs all day long. <laughs> yeah, get out of my way, that's, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, I, I tend to, if they're not doing any damage, I kind of kind of give them their space and I kind of buffer them and say, go hit home runs because that's how they like to operate. They don't want to, they don't want to drag a lot of people with them. They don't want to train a lot of people. They just want to swing for the fences. And I don't know, I, I kind of feel like there's a place on a team for most people, uh, unless they're toxic and they're bringing the whole team down. Once somebody starts bringing all the drama and the backbiting and all that, you got to kind of either bring that down or you got to push them out because it'll destroy your team. First thing I do is try to get everybody in the room, and I, I always try to get the reality on the table. Mm -hmm. we got to be honest. And if we can't be honest, we can't get the reality, we can't deal with what's really going on. So what I find when I have workshops is I'll have teams, and I, and I go places for workshops, and I can bring people in for workshops. And what I do is as we're talking, you'll all of a sudden you'll see, ooh, he's not happy, or oh, she's pretty upset. And so sometimes I'll just say, hey, Johnny, you seem a little frustrated about that. Tell us about that. And um, so you, if you can get on the table, I literally had a person say to me, to, to the group, hey, I know I'm rude. It's because I have 25 things waiting for me to do in the next five minutes. And I really just need a yes or a no. And I'm trying to be as efficient. So I'm saying right here in front of all of you right now, I am very sorry. I'm so sorry for my rudeness. It's about speed and efficiency. So when you see me being short, it's because I have so much to do. And I'll try to be a little kinder, but it's a time issue. It's not a, mm -hmm. it's not I don't want to be kind. And so everybody kind of went, oh, you're not a jerk. We all thought you were a jerk. And so all of a sudden, all the defenses, they, they came down. Everybody's like, all right, that's just that person. Okay, and he's just busy. So this idea of <clears throat> trying to get everybody on the same page um, trying to get to the same goal. What is our goal? What, why are we here? Why do we get out of bed and show up here every day? Um, and then, okay, so what are we going to do? How are we going to accomplish this? I had a, a group of teachers one time decided they wanted to create this curriculum that had not ever been created. And they said, we want to be the first to ever put this curriculum curriculum on the market. Well, everybody got very excited, Jen, but what do you think happened? Any guesses what you think happened? From that point? Actually, yes. no, I don't. <laughs> well, here's what happens many times. Lots of excitement. We can do this. No accountability. Mm. No follow through. They didn't bring me back in, which is fine. I, I don't have to be brought back in. Somebody has to hold them accountable. Yes. No accountability. They never got it off the ground, never went anywhere. And it was a fantastic idea that just dropped. And well, it's like the rah-rah without... You know, it's like, hey, Chris, we could do this and that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. And then like a week later goes by and nothing ever, like yes. we forgot about it. Yes, you got to create your system. You got to have your strategy. You got to keep score and you got to have accountability. Those, the accountability is what makes it move forward. Everything else tends to go very slow or fall to the side. Sorry, did I answer your question? I kind of got off on a rabbit track, didn't I? No, that's okay. I mean, these are very valid things that, you know, team, you know, network marketing, we use the word team all the time and team, team, team. But right. is it truly a synergistic team? Even, yep. you know, it, that's so one of those, yeah. I would say a group of people without a goal is just a group of people. A group of people with a common goal is a team. If you don't have a common goal, you're just a group of people. You've mm -hmm. got to have that common goal. And so when I work with young living people, a lot of times everybody says, let's work together and, and help everybody rank up, one rank up. And sometimes 
that's too much for some of the people. So they say, all right, let's increase, let's increase by this much. Let's get everybody to increase by a percentage. And Jen, just that linking arms together and helping each other, somebody will say, hey, I'm stuck. And the other person will go, well, I know what to do. After our meeting, let's talk and we'll talk. And, and then the, the people get together and they have a little party to celebrate and they, they're sharing ideas. And I kind of feel like that's why a lot of people join Young Living. They, they want to link arms. They want to do a business together, but they want to do it with a product that changes people's lives. And that's one of the things I love about Young Living is that it's a win-win. It's changed lives health-wise health and financial too. And I, I always feel like a worker is worth their day's wages. And so, yes, we can change your life. Yes, it costs a little bit of money, but that's just the reality. And yeah, anyway, yeah. lots of fun stuff. Lots yeah, of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff. I got one last quick question before we finish here, because I think this is also um, something you could probably, we may have already even covered it. But, you know, if you're in a situation or somebody is a leader in the situation where they feel like they're, communication flow is maybe been impaired, um, you know, with the team and it's just very disconnected. What are some ways that people could go about opening up those channels of communication again, if there's been impairment in the past? So they, they had communicated and it got cut off. Either somebody got their feelings hurt or somebody got upset. Or yeah. time just distanced people or something like that. Not enough connecting or something of that nature. Well, Jen, I, you're, I think you're right on it. The communication is everything. Over-communication to most people that are being over-communicated to is actually just barely enough. So as leaders, we communicate. We go, we're telling, we're telling, we're telling. Seven times. Oh you really get it once. You got to say it seven times, right? And then they go, oh, you really mean this? You're like, yes. But then they've got to say it and catch it and pass it. So when... I think the communication is absolutely critical. A lot of people use secret Facebook groups and then they'll, they'll, they'll set up their own Facebook group and they'll work through that. But to restore that, um, I don't, I, it, it probably depends on how badly the person's hurt, how, how much they're willing to forgive. Uh, sometimes, cause sometimes the reality is we're going to step on each other's toes. We're going to be, I used to be a shorter cook and we're in a short, get small galley. And this, my boss was a lady. And I'd step on her toes. I said, oh, sorry. And she stepped on my toes. Sorry. She goes, stop. You're going to step on my toes. I'm going to step on your toes. We're not going to apologize. We're not doing it on purpose. At the end of the shift, if we need to apologize, we'll apologize. But right now, let's just work hard. And I'm like, you got it. And so we're stepping on toes, and it just happens. And so that happens in life, right? We're, we're rubbing shoulders. We're trying to do things. This person wants to do a little more of this and a different idea. Um, so it's going to happen. I think I, I – my honest opinion is it, it, it's on the leader's shoulders to go and try to restore the communication that's not there. That may not be fair, um, but it's probably the reality of leadership and why leadership is hard. Leaders have to do hard things. Yep. And I often say, if a leader's not willing to tell, say the truth in love, so it's gentle, but if they're not willing to say the truth, then they really shouldn't be leading. It's hard to say the truth, but there's times we have to say that for the person's benefit so they can grow. Mm. That is very, very true. And that's, that is, you know, leadership's not always easy. It's so that I know it's the yeah, questions, yeah. but it's part of, it's part of the journey. It's also, it helps with the growth. So um, we are, believe it or not, everybody, we're at the top of the hour. And Chris, do you want to share one more time your contact information so people can find you if they're looking for you so that we're right here before we wrap. And I know some people, need their pen and paper and now they're ready. Lifesearchcoaching.org. My cell phone number. You can just call me if you want. Okay. If I get the cell phone number over this. Yeah. You're more than welcome. They might get some heavy breather texts or strange. <laughs> no, I get great calls. 479-238-6261. 479-238-6261. It's on the board here too. If you're watching, um, I, I love talking with people. I'd be glad to do that. Um, let's see. And then if you go to my site, you can download the, uh, the framework for building your strong team. Um, I do ask for an email just so I can keep up with you and I won't spam you, but every once in a while, I may send you an offer that you might be interested in. Like you said, there's seasons that may not be right right now. I will say 
this is an ideal season. Here we are in November, getting ready to start November, and this feels like an ideal season. If you're not jogging or sprinting, this would be the time to jog uh, or sprint. Um, and I'd be happy to talk to people about that as well. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks for doing that. And oh, I appreciate it. Well, thanks, Chris, for coming on. It was great. I'm so glad to see you and talk with you. And everybody, have a great night, a great weekend, a great Halloween or All Saints Day or whatever you do right now for this week. Beautiful fall. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much, Chris. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everybody.